0: Welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch, and we have the lovely and talented Cat. That C A T walking the dog. Cat, what's up?
1: Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on uh, Facebook and Instagram. We also could be found on uh, Stitcher and Spotify and Amazon Music and Audible and Apple Podcasts. We love having you all as listeners. This week, uh, we are going to shout out two listeners. Uh, One is from Grants Pass, Oregon. Grants Pass was named in honor of General Ulysses S. Grant from the 1863 victory of Vicksburg. It was a railhead for the Oregon California Railroad, also known now as the Southern Pacific, completed in 1884. Uh, our other listeners from Provo, Utah. Provo is the home of uh, Brigham Young University. Giving y'all a big round of applause.
0: All right, alcohol is always present on the back porch. Today I'm just doing shots of Makers and chasing it with good old Mountain Dew. Why? Because I can, Cat. What you got?
1: Um, I got me a new drink for me. It's called Reagan's Moonlight 2.0. Uh, Gary Reagan did the original drink called the Moonlight, and this is a. It's purple. It's purple. It's kind of um, it looks midnight. Aviation-esque type drink. It looks smoky. Looking. It's it's different color. Anyway, it's pretty good. Um, this was created of a. Of a uh, a bartender from Belgium made up this new concoction.
0: What's the 2.0?
1: It's, well, Gary Reagan did the original oh, Moonlight. He was just up. called the Moonlight Drink. And this got you very creative uh, Belgian uh, bartender. We have a lot of fans in Belgium, by the way. Uh, did this version.
0: All right. Sounds sweet like you, babe.
1: Thanks, doll. It uh, does have simple syrup, so, you know. Right. Let me
0: have a hit of that thing.
1: Here, you want to try it? Let me try. It does look pretty
0: good. We got crushed ice. Mm, that's pretty good. All right, today. All right, today. We're gonna talk about the demise of dog racing. And you're probably saying, why is he talking about dog racing? Usually I have a good answer, but today I really <laughs> don't have a good answer. You, you, you know, can't
1: tell me why that came well, to mind? Well, you know, me and
0: Kat, we like, to, we like to play with the horse racing. It's it's sort of similar, right? Or it was. Animals are running in a circle, and you can bet $2 and try to win 50. But anyway, dog r- racing bit it, and it's, it's a good thing it did. Um, currently... There are only two greyhound racing tracks in these here United States. You no, know, we used to be united. There's dog tracks in Australia, Mexico. There's still dog racing going on. But here in the States, there's two tracks left, and they are in West Virginia. But maybe not for long. There's... Uh, there's... There, there, there's some people there trying to get rid of it. Mainly the guy who owns it is trying to get rid of it because there's just really no interest in, in dog racing. It's well, kind of withered away.
1: Well, I mean, it was a 20th century creation. There wasn't dog racing before that, right? Uh, it we're was demonstrated by Emeryville, California. We're going to go 19, into history 19. with Steve in a minute. Okay, sorry. I don't know... Does that say anything about
0: West Virginia? No. That they're the last state to ban dog racing. I mean, even Florida, the, the swamp hole that that is.
1: God, the, and every day it's getting swampier. Do we have any listeners
0: in Florida? Yes, we do. All right, sorry. I guess I just got rid of them. But, I mean, hell, Florida got rid of it. I, I remember when we crossed the border into Florida to go to Disney World with the kids like 20 years ago. You could throw a rock in any direction in Florida and hit a Greyhound track. And they got rid of this shit. Uh, The state of Kansas, they have a Greyhound Hall of Fame. And they don't have dog racing. They got rid of it in 2008. All right, let's hit the It's Time for History with Steve Button. All right, history lesson. The first commercial Greyhound track in the United States was in california in 1919 now by 1930 there were 67 dog tracks operating none of them legally <laughs> back in my day dog racing at one time was big time it was 25 years ago there was 42 dog tracks in the states running legally supposedly in harmless right i mean you line up eight dogs you let them go but The main reason they were put on the track was to generate revenue through what? That's right, gambling. You must gamble. The states, they were making big bank by greyhounds flying around this little dirt track chasing this little fake rabbit. It's like a little little rabbit that's hung to the inside of the track and and goes around and makes the uh, greyhounds run real fast. I'm going to say early 2000s, the animal rights people started sniffing around this thing. And, and they found out that the dogs were not being treated very well. A lot of them were disappearing after their race days were over.
1: No more FIDO. And, and basically,
0: I think people just with a heart, right, right stopped going. To the tracks
1: well i mean I and then mean, the
0: revenue tri- dried up and that was it
1: when i would go to but, like say a steeplechase race they would also have a little thing off to the side that was jack russell's and that was cool because mm-hmm. it wasn't a track or anything and it was a big mean, gamb- maybe on the side there was some gambling but it was just you know just a little for cute, fun cute little dogs racing and you know well that's probably but, the but way this, it started but, but this i guess became more of a big business and that's Again. where shit got tainted. We're
0: famous for ruining shit. Yeah. <laughs> we have a, a great history. This country does have a great history for many reasons. But we do find a way to we ruin something. We like to get something. into
1: business. We make a lot of business out of stuff that really doesn't go, business. Why did, why
0: did they pick the Greyhound? The Greyhound, it's an awesome dog. It, it came over from England. Right. Just like we did. And you know, it's got the perfect frame, the racing dog frame. It's like right. thin build, long legs. I mean them jokers can run like forty freaking miles an hour. I mean, that's getting after it. But you know, the Greyhound's also a great domestic dog. You know, family friendly, good with the kids. And really not that not that hyper like air dog. Uh, the
1: greyhound. Sometimes <laughs> well, he did bust up turkeys today. so oh, he's, my! My turkey he's, dog. He's got it. a. He's got a reason. He's the, a bird dog. The greyhound was the only breed of dog especially mentioned in the Bible. Wow! Uh, and the quote is a greyhound, a he goat also, and a king against whom there is no rising. It's from Proverbs.
0: Wow! Yeah, the greyhound, a great dog. But but you talk about using an animal, for your own. Monetary gain. I mean, think about it. How many dogs over the last hundred years? And that's right. Dog racing's been around for a hundred years. How many dogs disappeared? I right. mean, they have a very short racing career anyway. And uh, you know, there was this story I saw where it was like in the eighties. These SPCAs near dog tracks they would come into work in the morning and it'd be like five or eight dogs sitting there tied up in front of the building. And they were greyhounds that had been on the dog track and the people didn't want to keep them anymore or pay to feed them anymore. Right. And he couldn't get around the track fast enough anymore. So we're just, anyway, so we would just go over there and drop him off. I mean, yeah. that's what's kind of dirtbags I mean, were in this thing. I mean, Me,
1: you- I grew up with dogs all my life. I mean, and I think society has changed more as in they're making dogs more part of the family. There's a lot of new businesses coming up like puppies and pints where you go drink a new beer as right. a whole place for your dog to go run around. I mean, right. there's whole, you know, and plus there's a lot of restaurants that let you have bring your dog with you as long as it sits outside. I mean, it's you know, being part of more everyday life society
0: has become more dog friendly there's no doubt and look let me take me and Ke- we're not pita people we're not you know save the planet save the whales i save- do
1: run for you know quite a few pet, <laughs> pet charities so yes. i'll admit to that again, again we just we just
0: want to give them a fair shake right that, that's it there's no overboard stuff
1: <clears throat> our veterinarian has like three or four different greyhound dogs that just hang out and are big couch potatoes and well, or, they, so these, they're there every day. You know, if, that's kind of their life, hanging you, out at the, at the veterinary's place.
0: If you actually saw these dogs, I, <clears throat> they always looked too skinny. Like right. way too skinny. I mean, supposedly they didn't get fed like all day on racing day. And, and believe it or not, dirty dog racing industry started testing dogs for drugs. And guess what? They found some. Really? Some of the dog owners let the dogs have some of their cocaine.
1: Well, it, it is made Florida. made them run faster. Well, it is Florida. <laughs> Just saying there might have been access.
0: It, it, when dog racing started fading away, there, there, was, there was all these sad stories about these hundreds of jobs <laughs> and the livelihoods of all these people who had been in the dog racing game And now, what were they supposed to do? They had no job. Really? We're going to have a pity party for them? No. I mean, you've got to be kidding. My little experience with dog racing was me and the wifey went up to uh, Charlestown, Charlestown, West Virginia. West
1: Virginia. It's a casino.
0: Mountain It's a crappy casino in West Virginia. Why does West Virginia keep popping up? And and it's a crappy racetrack there, horse track, too. I mean charlestown's been there forever the horse track's been there forever but it's like it's about the size of this backyard and there's a center black wall around it i mean y'all could go out in the field back here and put a proper horse track and believe me
1: there was space for them to put a
0: proper track so anyway we're over there where the uh the horse race where the little betting parlor where you can hang out make bets walk out there and watch the, the, the horse race So they had all these televisions everywhere, these little simulcast things on these little shitty TVs. And I looked up there, and some of them were showing dog racing. I don't think I've—I We might have saw it at Vegas. We might have saw it on TV there. I had never seen it. And so I watched a couple of them. And, I mean, these jokers are flying around that freaking track, flying. Some of them didn't make it. There was a couple wipeouts uh, (laughs) that I saw. But them jerkers were rolling. I, I've i never been to a dog track and obviously never will. And like I said, if you listen to some of the other podcasts, you know me and Kat, we like to get out on a little horse racing. Which, again, it's another industry that's had its share of dirty people. Um, it's, you know...
1: I think you could do a whole I, podcast on the dirtiness that has been horse racing, even though it is a sport you and I both I, like. It's
0: more regulated than any, than <laughs> of course, more than dog racing was. But don't think that the animal rights people aren't watching that thing right. every second, looking for something. But anyway, again, we just uh, we want everybody to look out for the pups, any animal, as far as that goes. All right, we're gonna roll right into. One tough one tough awesome lady is That's what we for got sure this week. shooting. All right. Beautiful
1: it's and smart.
0: Hetty Lamar, born in nineteen fourteen from Veneva. Austria?
1: Austria. Vienna?
0: Ooh. Vienna. I was close. We
1: have we have a listener in <laughs> Vienna. Sorry, Austria.
0: Sorry. I had never I, been to Vienna. I graduated Vienna. I, went to,
1: I went to Salzburg. That's as close as I got. All right.
0: Kitty Cat was in the area. Hetty Lamar is considered one of the greatest movie actresses of all time. At age eighteen, she did a movie called Ecstasy. This was in nineteen thirty three now. She played a neglected young wife married to an older man. I don't know why they do that. This was again 1933, and it showed Hetty Lamar's face in the throes of an orgasm, oh,
1: yeah. as
0: well as brief nude scenes. It was a big shocker to the world,
1: uh, rather scandalous for 1933. She had a lot Scandal. of negative press from well, Ecstasy. She I think probably a got a contract from Hollywood after that.
0: Uh, she won an award, what at the Venice Film Festival? Right, and was regarded as a great artistic work. I mean. Smart people knew what it was. But what makes Hedy Lamar a truly awesome lady is at the beginning of World War II, she and composer George Antheil
1: mm-hmm.
0: developed a radio guidance system for allied torpedoes that use spread spectrum and frequency hopping technology to defeat the threat of jamming. Jamming was like a process of like blocking... A wireless communication right so how about that i mean this chick was on the ball i mean how many actresses do you know help us helped us kick hitler's ass hetty was awesome in 2014 inducted into the national inventors
1: right hall of I fame i mean her technology it was the basis of today's wi-fi gps bluetooth communication uh She was a way smarter chick Mm -hmm. than, you know. She unhappily was married to a Nazi arms dealer, but I think she bagged him eventually, (laughs) and has also (laughs) had the basic patent for the modern cell phone technology.
0: Well, here's the kicker. In 2015, Google honored her with a doodle. Do you know what a Google Doodle
1: is? Yeah, it's right there at the top. Right, it's when they like temporarily alter the little little logo thing. Right. How about that? And there's a if you want to learn more about her, there's a great uh, documentary called Bombshell: The Hetty Lamar Story on PBS. Check it out. If you got PBS Passport, check it out.
0: And that's what makes Hetty Lamar one tough, awesome lady. Are we watching anything we're skipping
1: we're watching we're watching it is probably if you don't you don't want to know too much but this has been a topic lately and i'm going to talk about it uh i watch um murdoch murders a southern scandal on netflix and if you're going to spend time in your life looking into the murdoch murders it's the about the murders of alex murdoch and Murdering his wife and son, who we now has, we know is going away for life. Anyway, there's a lot of different ones in Discovery Channel and HBO Max to watch, but the one you really need to watch is the one on Netflix because it starts you where the boat crash happened with the son and all the kids that were in the boat, except for the poor girl who died, actually tell you what's happening. And then you have other people tell you all the other dodgy stuff that happened in low There's country. a long
0: laundry list of this guy. And...
1: I mean, he stole... His housekeeper died, and he made money off of that. And then the buster apparently is a closeted gay guy. and.
0: Which is nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing
1: wrong with that. Not There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just, you know, he wasn't living an honest life. And the and thing is, that
0: family was kind of like ruling that little right. town there. His name was on everything. His parents, I guess, were big time around there.
1: It had been in the legal in I can't believe the guy was for a lawyer. year for for generations. He didn't
0: seem bright enough to uh No, it's navigate like he, that.
1: it's probably there were probably smarts in that family that didn't really get passed down to him. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but
0: what cats talking about if you watch that one on Netflix, it kind of shows you the beginning and how this thing ch- ch- just snowballed into and the me, train wreck this dude is i watched
1: the one i mean i you know, i'm one of those people who watches the 2020 and the uh date i'm a dateline freak i love all those, but the best this is the best one to tell you exactly how it went down it's my recommendation murder murders a southern scandal there on netflix give it a check it out
0: all right we're going on to cocktail of the week we know you've been waiting It's the Bourbon Bramble. This one is a shaker. Get your shaker out.
1: And now we know where the Bramble really comes from. It is a gin drink.
0: Right, I got you.
1: Invented by Dick Barcell, 1980s in London. But this is an American throw on it with the bourbon.
0: That's right, because
1: bourbon rules.
0: All right, this is what you do with the Bourbon Bramble. Got your shaker filled with ice. Go ahead and pop in a shot of bourbon, half shot of Cat's favorite simple syrup, syrup. a little over a half shot of lemon juice, and
1: yeah, blackberries and lemons seem to go together. And then
0: there's a half ounce of blackberry liqueur,
1: right? Which is called creme de cassis.
0: Okay. All right. Put that in your, you got that in your shaker. You got your bourbon. Simple syrup, lemon juice, blackberry liqueur. Shake the shit out of it. Now, in your cocktail glass, do muddle a few blackberries. Usually you're not going to hear me talking about putting no fruit and nothing. But this one, go ahead and do it.
1: And here's my tip if you don't buy blackberries all the time, go and take a bet, you know, get them when they're on sale, put them in a bag, put them in the freezer. So the next time you know you. You know, Eventually, they'll come to room temperature, and you muddle them and bring them on in.
0: All right. I'm going to have to back up. I told you wrong.
1: Uh Uh-oh. It's already messed up. You got your
0: shot of bourbon, half shot of simple syrup, a little overshot, half shot of lemon juice. Put those in your shaker. Shake the shit out of the bourbon, simple syrup, lemon juice. Pour those in your cocktail glass, and then you just add a splash of that... Creme de Cassis. Okay, cool. We didn't make one because it's too complicated. But you give it a try and hit us up. And no, tell let's us be
1: honest. She will not muddle or put anything I told you extra I in that. your bourbon whiskey. Will you? I will drink that you... drink though.
0: I will put. I will. I, I will mix a lot of things with bourbon. I'll give it a go. All right. This week we were bumpered in with an oldie but a goodie. You don't get a lot of classic rock on this show, in case classic you didn't know But, hey, it's Fleetwood Mac, right? Come on. Formed in 1967. I don't know why. They said they're from London. Maybe it's Mick Fleetwood.
1: No. It's, it's a Mira uh, English, English, say, band. It's well, that's
0: when he started the race. actual rock. come on. It? Okay.
1: Come on, Mick.
0: Anyway, not a big classic rock guy, but, you know.
1: I mean, These, we listened to it. What, 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 did, what did what did what did what did we listen to when we were in high school? XL 102 with your. We had a
0: shitty rock station. With out your wings, here. did sucked. did you
1: get the XL one or two wings?
0: I had it all. <laughs> we didn't have a choice. We didn't know any better. <laughs> I mean, Fleetwood Mac. Come on, it's five talented people. And I think that Christy Christy McVie just passed. She away. just
1: passed away. They had a whole wow. She was just, awesome. They did a whole version of. Um, uh, songbird with mick and it was really they're in the middle of the uh grammys the other, last time it was really great
0: she seemed like a very sweet lady
1: she was like the calmer they are they came the together by person. chance
0: everybody probably knows the story by now of how they came together uh mick fleetwood the drummer he, he was like looking he was in a studio in la probably uh sun studios right which is a great doc um it was la 1974 and he heard stevie and Lindsay. they were trying to get a band to go together doing some demos and stuff and um hell as they say the rest is history of
1: course buckingham and nicks were a package deal right that's That's true that's how they came in there you you take you taking me you got to take her
0: first album 1975 straight to number one then in 77 they did Rumors right see and, and they're up.
1: saying Rumors wasn't a major success because it was a double album I don't buy that that yeah. was a successful album
0: yeah I mean Fleetwood Mac they're, look all the fame notoriety piles of cocaine two they, couples they, two couples in a band breaking up they, I mean it's a crazy story really. was
1: great breakup stories I mean right. if if nothing Steve and I know from our friends who are musicians and stuff, some of the best songs anybody ever makes is a breakup story is a breakup song. Yeah. And they did some of the best.
0: Yep. Stevie Nicks, I mean great vocalist. Lindsey Buckingham. He he's a master on the guitar, master at his craft. John McV McVee. Right. Mick. Totally awesome rhythm section. And then Chrissy was like the little hidden hidden gem over on the side. Right, I mean, it's like
1: her. she was called She was over there, calm, quiet. Let me stick. Great her. songwriter. Very good songwriter. Yep. Um, they did perform for Clinton's inauguration, but they were split up, up the, at the time and got together to do that.
0: Wow, 120 million records sold. Star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Holl- Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1998. You know Fleetwood Mac, and keep on checking them out wherever you get your music. I want to thank y'all for listening. We will see y'all down the road. See ya. You can go
1: your own way.